Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Trisha Stefankiewicz. And today's episode, we are going to talk about the top four ways we sabotage our health goals and what to do about it. And so this episode is going to, it's really going to start the conversation about mental blocks that we have when it comes to achieving the health goals that we really want and we really desire, but somehow we just are unable to get there and do it. We've had episodes on here where we talk about knowing doesn't equal doing, right? So like most of you all know what it is that you want to change in your life. Most of you know kind of a vague idea of how to do it. But for a lot of you, even though you know it and you kind of have an idea of how it needs to be done, it still seems to be something that is out of the realm of possibility for you. And so I want to just kind of just start talking about that, that what is the underlying stuff that you're telling yourself? What's the mental blocks that you have when it comes to maintaining or creating or just even starting with the health goals that you want to achieve? And so in today's episode, we are going to talk about self-sabotage. We're going to talk about examples of what self-sabotage is, why we do it, and what do we do about it? When it comes to self-sabotage, we are going to talk in this episode mainly about health, right? Because that's what this podcast is about, is empowering you to take action when it comes to your health and wellness and self-care goals. And that kind of all goes under the umbrella of having some kind of empowerment in your life when it comes to health. I know that we've all been there. We decide that you might make the decision that you want to achieve a goal. You've gotten to a point that you want something to be different. You work really hard and you sacrifice a lot along the way to achieve the goal that you desire. You may notice though, that as you start to get closer to achieving the desired goal, you may start to do things, maybe not even like consciously that interfere with what you're trying to achieve. And this could be like, behaviors can start coming back and holding you back, something like that. So this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about self-sabotage. You're working hard, you're, you're almost to where you want to be, but you somehow aren't quite able to get there because there is something now that has has crept back in. And so it just makes your achievement of what you're trying to do a little bit less attainable. Does this sound familiar to you at all? Like, has this ever happened to you? Well, that would be called probably self-sabotage. And again, this is, we're going to start our health mental block series today, and we are going to talk about self-sabotage. So self-sabotage is, is something that I see a lot with my clients. Actually, this is why I wanted to start with this episode where the women that I see may be working really hard to eat right and exercise more and kind of be in line more of what their values are and what their core is and, and what they've always wanted to become. And at the beginning, they may feel like they're really like into it and doing it. And then even along the process, so maybe like a couple weeks into it or six weeks into it or something like that, they may start to, these old behaviors start to creep in. And that's what I'm talking about here is like this, like these old behaviors that start to interfere with you actually achieving the goal that you want. So when we're talking about self-sabotage and some themes about self-sabotage when it comes to health goals, what are we talking about? 
So there's four of them. There tends to be four themes when it comes to self-sabotage. And so these are the top four ways that when it comes to our health goals, we, we sabotage ourselves. The first one, and this is one that I do very often. So this might be something that you do as too. The first one is, is procrastinating. It's that idea of you're finding something else to do instead of focusing on the positive goal that you want to achieve. This procrastination may be anything. It's just some coping mechanism that you do to help you out in times of stress. Now, with this podcast episode, I wanted to write a blog post with this as well. And I find myself doing this. Like I just can't sit my butt down and write the post. I'm doing a million different things because I'm trying to avoid the very thing that I know that needs to get done and that I really want to do. So perhaps you felt that way when it comes to examples of procrastinating, when it comes to your health goals, it can be something as simple as, oh, I'm not going to eat the fruits and veggies that I want. I'm going to start that on Monday. Or maybe it's that you want to drink less alcohol. So you have that desire there, but you're putting it off because you don't want to do it yet because there's going to be other things that you want to drink or do whatever during that time. So it's just a way that you're putting off making the change that you want to do. For other people, it may be that you're watching TV when you come home from work because you're putting off exercising because you really know that you, even though it will make you feel good, you're just not like in a place where you want to exercise right now. You just don't want to deal with it. And maybe that's because you've had a, a rough day at work and it's easier to just sit on the couch and to kind of be mindless than it is to, you know, to do the physical activity. It could also be something like you're really scared to go to the doctors. And so instead of moving forward with the appointment, maybe you put off going because of a variety of reasons. It could be your weight or whatever. It's just some way that you're procrastinating something that you know that you need to do to get to the goals that you desire. So that's the first form of self-sabotage. I don't know if you're guilty of that. Most people probably are. Second one is negative self-talk or self-criticism. And this typically stems from an inner dialogue that you could be having with yourself. For most of us, it's probably like something that you were taught as a child and you've kind of internalized that, probably not even something that you realize that you're doing. And then the more you the older you get and the more situations that are more stressful to you, you may notice that you keep reinforcing the belief that you have. And it's probably not even a true belief. It's probably a negative belief, but you've done it your whole life. You have learned it when you were a child and you have reinforced the the thoughts or the, or the criticisms that you have that you're that you're doing to yourself, that you continue to reinforce by telling yourself the same things for maybe 40 years or something like that. Examples of this like negative self-talk or self-criticism could be things like, it's too hard. I can't do things that are that hard. I'm too lazy to get things done. When in fact, that's probably not even true that you can't do it, or it could be something like, why do I think I can do it? Why do I think I can be like somebody else who puts the time in? I'm too lazy. It's too hard. I can't do it. Kind of that series of telling yourself that you can't do something. 
It could be like if organization is your goal because you're trying to have like an organized home for your family that you're not organized enough. You're just not that kind of person. So that's the second one. So we have procrastinating, this kind of negative self-talk or self-criticism. And then the third one we have is some form of stress eating or entitlement eating. I did a previous episode on entitlement eating. I think that was episode 85. So if this is something that really stands out to you, then go back and look at that episode and then it's a whole episode on it. So it gives you much more details than in this episode. But this basically is this idea that you deserve to eat something because of how insert whatever emotion you felt this week because something happened. And so this, the problem with the stress eating or the entitlement eating is that it doesn't really take into consideration if you're hungry or full. It can be something like this idea that you deserve to have like that hot fudge Sunday because I had a terrible work week. And so it really, I think with this, it's a form of self-sabotage because you're not really like, again, you're not taking into account that you're hungry or that you're full. It's this way that you are eating that it's because you deserve it because that you're entitled to have whatever it is because of whatever else is happening. So you're stressed from work or just had a shitty overall week. And so this is like the exact opposite of being mindful and eating. It's, it's more like that you're doing it because that there's a response. And so for a lot of people, this could be something that sabotages their health goals, right? They had a great week, they're doing awesome. And then all of a sudden something comes into play and just ruins it all. And so the goal for that would be to try to really identify the underlying emotion and really try to figure out how to manage and get through that. So we have procrastinating, we have negative self-talk, we have stress eating or this idea of entitlement eating. And then the last one is, and how we sabotage our health goals, is that we focus on what we have failed at in the past. And this fear of not wanting to do that again holds us back. And so it puts us in a place that perhaps we're not really ready to take the risk of failing again. And this may mean like maybe you've done a million diets in the past, so you're hesitant to take on or do something different because the rest haven't worked. Or maybe you want to set new goals, but you're afraid because of maybe some of the things you're telling yourself that you're not going to be able to do it. And so focusing on what you've failed at in the past versus focusing on what you've done positively in the past is a way that we hold ourselves back and sabotage our health goals. So now that we've talked about what self-sabotage is, some of the common self-sabotage themes that we've been doing, what, why, like, why is this something that we do when it comes to our health? Why is it? Why is it that we want it so badly, but we, it just seems a little bit out of realm for us to reach? Well, there's a whole bunch of reasons why we do it. And probably your reason is going to be different from somebody else's reason. But some of the common themes when it comes to why we do it, it could be something like we feel undeserving or unworthy of what we want to achieve. That could be the first one. We could feel like we are too scared to fail as we've been down this road before. And we just don't want to be there again. We don't want to walk around feeling like we failed at something 
And it, it's demoralizing to feel like I've, I've worked really hard and and now I failed again. Like that's a horrible feeling. So it might just be a little bit of a resistance to go down that road again. Something that I think is new to me, but I think it's always this weird concept, but I totally get it, is that you're too scared to succeed. I think that for a lot of people, you may be really comfortable in the sense of being uncomfortable, if that makes sense. So the only way that I can think of this is, and maybe you do the same thing, is that I have anxiety, right? And so I'm very uncomfortable with having anxiety, but it's much more uncomfortable for me to really manage it because it's something that's newer, right? And so even though the anxiety itself is really uncomfortable, it's probably way more comfortable than having my anxiety managed, if that makes sense. And so I'm thinking about health in the same way, is that if you want to lose some weight, it might be really comfortable for you to be in the body that you're in versus having to try to figure out how how to navigate a new world with a smaller body. It just might be something that is in a really uncomfortable thought for you to change all of those things, whereas staying where you are right now in your bigger body may feel like it's a way that you're protecting yourself and you have the expectations and you already know how people are going to treat you. You already know how to maintain that. And so you may be too scared to change and make your body different because although you are uncomfortable, it's still more comfortable than whatever's out there that might be the unknown. Another thing, and probably lastly, is one of the reasons, one of the more common reasons is that you want to have this sense of control. And I think many of us, myself included, is that we feel like we can control everything, right? Or we want to have that feeling that we can control everything. And so by controlling everything just a little bit tighter all the time, then you're able to feel like you have that sense of control. Does any of these sound like you? I mean, are any of these things holding you back? just kind of think about it. Like, are you doing any of these things? Are you in this place where you're sabotaging or you're procrastinating or you're talking to yourself terribly? Or are you focusing on any of the things that you haven't achieved in the past to prevent you from moving forward in the future? I want you to think about this because as we're talking about, you know, what we can do differently, which is the next part, I want to really you to kind of dig deep and try to figure out like what it is that you want when it comes to your health goals and some of the ways that you may be stopping yourself from getting there. Again, knowing doesn't equal doing. I know that you know what to do, but what is stopping you? What's the underlying thing that you're telling yourself or that you're thinking that is preventing you from getting the goal that you want? Think about it. And now let's talk about like how you can stop the behavior, right? So first, I think the biggest thing is to identify any of the behaviors that are getting in your way. For a lot of us, we may not even know what you're doing. You may not even know that you have this thought process going in your head. You might not know it unless you see a therapist or unless you're writing down exactly what it is. For me, before I started therapy, before I started writing down what I do, I had no idea the thoughts and the things that I was telling myself because they were so common to me. And I had never taken the time to really dissect those thoughts. And so I would go around and I would have this, this, these awful thoughts about myself, but 
I didn't even know I was doing it. And then I think as I started seeing a professional and they were able to kind of break down, I was like, shit, this is, I'm saying some awful things to myself. And so perhaps you're doing something like that, right? So the first idea is to try to figure it out what it is that you may be telling yourself. And this might be something like you have to write it down. You might just need to have a little space that you're writing down or keeping a journal of the things that you're telling yourself or the behaviors that you're doing. You're not going to be able to change the behavior unless you have an idea of what it actually is that you're doing in the first place. I think that's why sometimes it's helpful to have like group programs or things like that when it comes to maintaining and working on your health. Because I think why I like to do group programs is that you see yourself in other people. And I think for a lot of people, it's hard to say, oh, I feel this way about myself because for so long, we've just been like covering up those feelings. And so then when you're talking to somebody else about what they're, what things they struggle with health, I think it allows us to identify a little bit more with what it is that you may be doing too. So the first part is just having some kind of conversation or some kind of place that you're writing down of what it is that you actually may be doing just to kind of bring awareness to it. And I would say the second part of that would be So once you've had a place that you identify what it is you're doing, then I would say kind of if you have it written down on a piece of paper, kind of going and then trying to be aware of the feelings that you're doing and be able to challenge any of the beliefs that you have regarding it. So you're not going to be able to challenge those beliefs if you first don't write them down or have some kind of acknowledgement with it. On a side note, you are not, this is not going to probably be that comfortable for you. It's probably going to be something that you're like, oh shit, I can't believe I say this shit to myself and what the heck. And so it might be a little bit uncomfortable at the beginning because for so many of us, I think we're trying to avoid feelings of any discomfort. And so the way that we do that is we just kind of like ignore those feelings and those thoughts. So it's a way that like by you writing it down and then trying to like see it out loud or say it out loud and be like, wait, that's not true. It might be uncomfortable for you. It probably will be uncomfortable for you. But the only way to change it is to do the process. And any kind of thing that is requiring change is going to probably be uncomfortable, but it's necessary to A, know what it is you're doing and then B, be able to kind of challenge any of those beliefs that you have and to know that that's probably not going to be comfortable for you, but that it's something that's necessary in order for true change to, to occur. And you might be somebody who needs the help of a professional like I did too. And so I encourage you that if you feel like in any of these steps, if you're unable to do this on your own, that you then seek out the help of a mental health professional to kind of really dig deep with you and kind of get to the root of some of the things you're doing. They just help give you more information and help you see and be clear about what you're telling yourself. So it might be, that might be something helpful for you too. Another way to stop it is you've identified the behaviors, you're challenging it, is to really let go of perfectionism. I have a whole episode on that too, let's let go of imperfection, and that is episode number two. I think as women, we do this thing that we feel like somehow we're not doing enough for ourselves. And perfectionism is harmful because it leads to these feelings of being inadequate, It could lead to anxiety and depression. And for also a lot of us, it's this shame and guilt that we are not 
doing everything right. I think with perfectionism, it's just that idea that we should be doing something that maybe other people are. But in the reality is, it's that perfectionism in itself keeps us from making the changes we desire. Perfectionism may lead you to not take the risk for something that you really want to do, especially when it comes to your health goals, because it may not look and be good enough the way that you want it to be. So letting go of perfectionism is another way of really dealing with these like self-sabotage behaviors. I think another thing is to stop focusing on what isn't working and focus on what is working. And so that might be in the form of some kind of self-reflection or gratitude journal or something, or just a way that you can have a review of what you've done in the past and what you've learned from that. When we've done all these things and we've failed at it, it's okay because it just gives you information about what works for your life and what doesn't work. And so the goal with having that reflection and trying to figure out what worked previously and what didn't is to really figure out what works for your life. Because my suspicion is, is something didn't work in the past because it wasn't meant for you to do it. It wasn't tailored for your life. It wasn't individualized for you. So it doesn't mean that you're a failure at it. It just means that whatever you were trying to do the last time around, maybe you weren't ready and you were doing something, or maybe you were trying to do something that somebody else did when it came to their health goals, but it just didn't fit your lifestyle. So I want you to let go of what didn't work and really focus on what did work during that time. Because I know that those past attempts at whatever you've been doing to change your health, I know that there was something in there that you learned about yourself that was positive. It could be, yeah, I like to exercise first thing in the morning. It's really helpful for me to do it versus the end of the day. It could be like, oh yeah, there's a couple recipes that I know that I really liked and that my family liked and that works great for me. So I want you to really, instead of focusing on the negative, which will help reinforce the story and lead to self-sabotage, I want you to then start focusing on the positive of what you learned during that time when you had any diets or any times in your life that you felt like you were really working towards getting to your health goals. Another thing that I think is helpful is taking inspiration from other people. So this can be kind of like a fine line. I think that it can be really inspiring to hear other people's stories of what they did that was successful. And that might mean like joining some kind of support group or or doing some of those Facebook groups. But I think the only caveat to this is not having that that you're comparing your journey to theirs. So the goal of having this inspiration is that that there's this desire of you want to achieve something and that you're able to do it. But then also taking into account that what they did may not work for your life and trying to take out the inspiration, but not the whole pattern and trying to figure out how it works for your life. Another thing that I would say is helpful is really focusing on self-care. I know we talk a lot about self-care. We did a whole series about self-care. I think that was episodes like 72 to 77. But I really do believe that when we are taking care of ourselves, we are going to be less at risk for self-sabotage. And I think that's because self-care helps us refuel and rejuvenate. And it helps improve our self-esteem and it helps improve our confidence. Self-care is well, you're making the, a deliberate action to help improve your physical and your emotional and your mental health. 
And self-care is great because it's a way to take some time to listen to what you're feeling, what your body's feeling, and really become in touch with who you are. I think when we do these things where we have these mental blocks, we're probably a lot further from taking care of ourselves than we may know that we are. And so when you have these thoughts coming in your brain, like that you're procrastinating or you're doing this negative self-talk, maybe start to really figure out and look at your life. Like, are you taking care of yourself? Have you done something to help rejuvenate your spirit? And so that's another thing that I would say to do is to focus on your self-care. And then lastly, when it comes to how you can stop these self-sabotage behaviors, really try to figure out and see if there is these affirmations that you can do. Affirmations are something that I think work, but I myself have been very hesitant to use them for many years. I felt like it was so silly, but now I do them. But affirmations might be really helpful for you because they will help decrease any of the limiting beliefs that you have. And so it's just a way to kind of like reinforce some positive thought about yourself and change the mindset that you have by really putting out into the world that you are worthy of things. So when I'm talking about affirmations, I'm talking about saying things to yourself like, I am worthy of success. I am worthy of having the life and the health that I desire. I am deserving of good things happening to me and that I have the power to make the changes that I desire. That's really important because I think we need to have, you know, so many of us do this negative self-talk. So it's nice to be able to say nice things to yourself that you would say to your friends and to do it consciously because then over time you'll start to believe it and that's where the good stuff is and that's where the real change is going to happen so i encourage you that if you're not doing something like that to challenge any limiting beliefs that you have affirmations are a great way to do that and so to recap our episode we have talked about the four ways we sabotage our health goals we've talked about how we procrastinating any negative self-talk we're have that stress eating and we may focus on all that we failed at in the past and not wanting to repeat this behavior. And so why we do it could be a multitude of reasons. And typically they vary according to who you are and the life experiences that you may have had. But typical themes tend to be that we feel undeserving or unworthy of anything that we're trying to achieve. We may be too scared to fail or too scared to succeed, and we may be sabotaging ourselves as a sense of control. From a control freak myself, I get that one. And so how we can stop it is identifying any of the behaviors that we're doing, whether that means doing it on your own or seeking the help of a mental health professional, trying to let go perfectionism, taking inspiration from others. Um, For you, it might be meditating or just having some kind of space where you can help identify what you're feeling and challenge the limiting beliefs that you have, drawing inspiration from others, focusing on self-care and focusing on what has worked in the past rather than what hasn't worked. And then really, if you need to do some affirmations or any way that you can to try to help limit the, to help decrease the limiting beliefs that you may have. And what I would say in conclusion is that health is not a one size fits all solution and there's no right way. It's not fluid. It's not perfect. 
the journey into seeking whole health empowerment and whole health balance is that you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days, but in having those bad days, you're going to be able to figure out what worked and what didn't work and then move forward. And I would say also to like, let's stop punishing ourselves what hasn't worked in the past and start celebrating what we have learned so that we're able to move forward and have the life that we desire. If you feel like you failed one day, just start again the next day and keep on doing it. Keep looking at the bigger picture of what you want to change and what it is that you're trying to accomplish with your health goals. Whole health is not an impossibility, but it will require you to become aware of your beliefs and align them with the identity of what you're trying to become. And knowing that it it's not about being perfect, it's about being 1% better each day. And to know that for true change to occur, you are going to probably have to be vulnerable and willing to fail. And that's part of the process, even though nobody wants to do that stuff, it's really hard. But the only way to get, the only way to manage it is to, is to go through it and to come out on the other side. So be kind to yourself, friends. I will continue to talk about some mental health barriers and I do offer coaching sessions. So if that's something that you need help with, that would be great. You can contact me at trishard.com or you can find me on IG at Whole Health Empower. I want you to know too, that if you are really struggling and you're really uncomfortable with these, also seek the help of a mental health professional to help you kind of challenge some of the beliefs that you may be telling yourself. So I'll see you guys back here next week. Have a great day. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.